Welcome back to Safe Talk with Safe Start. I'm Danny Smith. And on the agenda today, an often overlooked part of Safe Start training, and that's connecting with your team on a personal level. And I've asked fellow Safe Start consultant Jim Vernon back to help us unpack this just a bit. Uh, Jim, welcome back to the podcast. Hey, good afternoon, Danny. And hey, thanks for inviting me back. Uh, it's always a pleasure to be back with you and our listeners. Jim, you know as, as well as I do that uh, those not familiar with Safe Start when you ask them about accidents uh, that they've experienced, they'll often start out by saying things like, well, I just don't know what I th- was thinking, or maybe uh, I wasn't thinking for just a moment, or, or possibly even worse, we get right, the, right. well, I did something really dumb, or I did something so stupid, right? And, and that's, the, it's funny because people seem to break into that self depreciation rather than just accept the reality that all of us get hurt and we all make mistakes that get us hurt, right? You know, you know, I think so, Danny. I think a lot of us do get caught up in that name, shame, blame game so much that we can kind of condition our society to almost deflect blame, almost reflexible, reflexively. You know, and the, and the fact is this, it's we all get hurt, really, so there's no need for shame. And rather, let's, let's ask the question, why did I get hurt? Absolutely. And, uh, you know, this, this condition, if you will, it, it knows no boundaries. I mean, it's, it seemed like every, every person those I guess you could say the beginners, those not well-versed in safe start have this challenge. Uh, I was at a plant back uh, years ago and, uh, as we we're kicking off the safe start overview sessions, general manager asked if he could kick off the meeting in front of his troops, if you will. And, you know, frankly, I was really excited. It's always nice when you have, uh, kind of the authority leader there in, in the facility kind of giving you your seal of approval there. And frankly, I was a little excited to hear what he had to say. I mean, here's the top executive about to kind of kick us off here and that's always great um but you know my excitement was kind of short-lived uh he gets up and uh, his first statement is this course is all about how we injure ourselves and that's not exactly how i would have led but yeah yeah. yeah, i'm thinking okay we'll see how this goes well it it went all right it went straight down the hill from there his next sentence was this (laughs) The last time I got hurt was when I was four years old and I ran into a coffee table. Oh, jeez. Wow. Yeah, stop right there for a second, gang. All right, Jim, if I were to ask you, uh, where's your BS meter pegging about <laughs> right now? And I said pegging, so I guess I gave it away, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, that's funny, Dan. I don't even know if I need to check, but uh, maybe just for some levity, let me just take a quick look. Uh, yeah, yeah. Just as I thought, I'm in the red. How about absolutely. yours? Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I had kind of a difficult situation on my hands there. And I've no other consultants who face similar situations before with with Safe Start implementations. I mean, everybody in the room knew what they had heard from this guy wasn't the truth. And as he turned to leave the room, and as he walked out, I, I kind of turned back and looked at the class and. As they say, every eye in the room is on me. And, uh, yeah, I didn't want to throw the guy under the bus, but it's one of those, you know, I had to kind of bring everything back. And I just looked and kind of offhandedly says, well, anybody buying that? And the room just kind of burst into laughter. <laughs> I thought, well, maybe at least I kind of pulled them back over on my side. Uh, and, you know, trust is a really delicate thing. And if you violate that as a leader, I mean, you're, you're toast. I mean, or, or at the worst, I mean, you you've at least created a lot more work for yourself, right? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Danny, I know you well. How'd your chat go with that guy later? 
<laughs> well, um, let's just say not exactly as I'd hoped, you know. Uh, I, I did ask him, you know, just a, a direct question. I said, why did you pick a story from back <laughs> when you were four years old? Uh, and his, his answer just floored me, really. He said, well, nobody would follow a leader who makes mistakes. That is that they hurt themselves accidentally. You know, isn't that just crazy? And so really your, your tough situation got a whole lot tougher. Absolutely. And, uh, and so I, I had to explain to him and talk to him a bit then about, you know, nobody's following you because they think you're perfect. Uh, in fact, they look at this and they're seeing uh, and they're concerned because you're not authentic, you know, and, and if you're not being authentic with this, it, it would cause doubts in other areas. And, you know, frankly, everybody in the class saw that. Yeah. Geez, I mean, can I ask, how, how did he take that? Well, you know, he listened politely, and uh, he did thank me for the feedback. I mean, it was all professional. I joke right. around a bit here, but, I mean, it was all very, very professional. But here's the challenge. Uh, if you think about it, I mean, he'd, he'd been there a couple of years at that point in time, and sometimes you can't completely fix things like that. Mm -hmm. Anyway, w within a year or so, I think he moved on to bigger and better things, shall we say? Yeah. Yeah. That's the typical path, but yeah, you know, I, I sure hope though, let's, let's think about this. I hope he really sat down and, and took your advice with him, even to that new job. So, sure. but, but kudos to you, Danny, for really telling the emperor that he was naked. <laughs> it's never a fun <laughs> conversation, is it? Right. No, uh, no. There, there's another important element here though. It, it's really critical how you give the feedback. I mean, the person may or may not take your feedback immediately, or frankly, they may never take it, but, but we do have a responsibility to deliver feedback like that in a manner where it has the most chance of being accepted. I mean, it is Safe Start Consultants. We learned about this through our Safe Track process. Uh, and since this podcast isn't going to be, you know, about how to give proper feedback, I, I'd encourage our listeners to reach out to their account executive. They can give you more information about that. Or if you really, really would like uh, just some more information about, you know, the whole observation and feedback and communications piece there. Uh, we did a recent podcast with uh, Tim Page Bodorf and uh, one of our other consultants, Shane Arnaud, called Is BBS Dead? And uh, I, I, that's a, just a great pay, place to kind of unpack that. All right. So we've covered the, the first keys to connecting with your audience. And uh, although it sounds a bit funny to say it like this, uh, just not saying stupid versus, you know, mistakes that we all make. And, and I guess you could just say be authentic, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, abs you know, I, I think that uh, is just simple, practical advice. But uh, I, I really need to ask you just a little bit more on this whole stupid versus mistakes that we all make. Because preventing them in the future, in part, really is, is talking about and, and going towards that environment where it is indeed safe to fail. Right. And that really starts with the leader. I, 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 I'm firmly convinced of that. Whoever that person is, whether it's a safe start trainer or whether it's your GM, regardless, you've got to be authentic. Your audience has to see you as genuine and real. Absolutely. You. Yeah. You mentioned trust, right? You heard that mm -hmm. trust is earned by drops and poured out by buckets. And I love yeah. that. I love that uh, saying, if you really want to sabotage your leadership effectiveness, <laughs> you know, I can't think of a more efficient way than what your GM chose. Yeah. Because, you know, I, I tell people that the BS meters are set at parts per billion. 
yeah. these days. And really, when you think about it, one inauthentic statement can put your role as a leader right in the ditch. Absolutely. Yeah. And it can undo, you know, weeks, if not months, if not, frankly, years of, of other, you know, very authentic things that have happened. So I think leaders have to be very, very careful with that. Absolutely. That's great advice. And it goes really hand in hand with what we're talking about. I mean, if you spend any time with a member of a consulting team, you, I'm sure you've heard phrases like, uh, if you're going to train safe start, you, you have to first kind of humble yourself. You, you have to humble yourself and be willing to admit that you've made mistakes, that you've made mistakes that either did get you hurt or, or could have potentially gotten you seriously hurt. So Jeff, talk a little bit about why that is so essential to success, especially with a process like Safe Start. Yeah, you know, it's interesting, Danny, and I find myself reflecting back with my audiences. And one of the things that I've done is I let them know that even as this Safe Start consultant coming in, uh, I, I don't practice perfection, that I'm human Absolutely. and I make mistakes. And it, it's interesting to watch the faces because I think they're expecting us to, to be the role models. Uh, and, yeah. and our intentions are always that, but we're human. And, and as we touched on, we, we make mistakes. So we've talked about this whole name, blame, shame game approach. And that really just kind of shuts people up. Let's, let's not kid ourselves. What we really need is for people to open up and speak frankly about their accident history in a safe environment where leaders are willing to humble themselves mm -hmm. by admitting that they too and the same star consultant make mistakes. And that's through telling of our stories. As we were talking about this, and as I was listening to you, it reminded me I was uh, doing some training down in uh, Southwest Louisiana back. Oh gosh, it's probably been six, eight years ago now at least. And uh, I had done a lot of training at this particular site and uh, had done several different units for them, kind of filling in for some of their trainers who were taken away suddenly on some other projects. So I uh, ended up doing a lot of the unit training there. And uh, after uh, three or four units there, one of the uh, employees there went up to the safety manager, not in my presence, but a bit after one of the classes and said, are you sure we should have Danny doing these safe start classes? I mean, he sure does seem to get hurt an awful lot, <laughs> but th that is a part of it, right? Absolutely. We do have to humble ourselves a bit and, and be that example, you know, and be yeah, that example absolutely. to everybody that, Hey, we're human and we make mistakes just like everybody else. I always put it this way, safe start when it comes to things like habits, like moving first without looking uh, safe start. Hasn't made me perfect. It's made me better. And uh, I still make those mistakes occasionally, but I'm making fewer and fewer of them on a day-to-day -day basis. And that's, that's just huge for me. And, you know, the, the leader that humbles themselves really creates an environment where it's, it's safe to fail, if you will. Uh, in fact, it's, it's expected that it doesn't happen unless that leader is the type that will just kind of roll up their sleeve and, work shoulder to shoulder with employees, uh, really just taking a candid look at what causes accidents and, and near misses, right? Yeah. And we, you know, we know Safe Start in, in the beginning uh, should and does show impact on the, on the lagging indicators, the incident rates and the other KPIs. But what we know is that those who incorporate the Safe Start concepts into their near miss reporting systems mm -hmm. or rate your state, we know that Safe Start can get you those leading indicators that really, that's what we're all looking for here. We've touched on the idea of, uh, you know, it's, it's 
you know, the concept of stupid versus mistakes or stupid versus reality that we all make mistakes, right? Uh, we've talked about being authentic and uh, we've touched a bit on just, uh, you know, humbling yourselves for lack of a better way to put it. Uh, but Safe Start also is a, very much a 24-7 process. And what advice would you give our trainers there in terms of thinking about this as a 24-7 process? You know, you know, it's interesting because when, when I think we, I've walked in on day one into a client, uh, the, the, the expectation is that we're going to spend a lot of time, in fact, most of our time talking about safety in their workplace. Right. And so when, when I go through my introduction and talk about the three different spheres where Safe Start uh, is, is, is applied, that being at home, on the road, and then thirdly, at the workplace, I think it starts to open them up and say, wow, okay, maybe, maybe there's something to this, that's this whole notion of 24-7. And really, because it is, I mean, most people do think about safety in the workplace, but you know, we, I've got a mentor friend, in fact, a fellow a consultant colleague that you know, Danny, and his name is Keith Carpenter. He, he used a, coined a phrase that said, safe start is a lifestyle. And uh, I think what he's doing is pointing his trainers to the off-the-job value of safe start. And, and Danny, let, let's, let's go over them, but we know that the NSC stats mm -hmm. are, are staggering. Uh, yeah. We know that everyone is four times more likely to get hurt off the job than on the job. And even more sobering is the fact that you and I and everyone else is 17 times more likely to experience a fatal accident away from work. Yeah. Staggering. Yeah. Uh, case in point, uh, Keith's credo, safe start is a lifestyle. You hit that aspect uh, too early and too hard, and you, you have to keep in mind that that's not everybody's mindset, you know. In the first Safe Start meeting, they're, they're thinking, like you said, we're attending just another safety meeting. So it makes sense if you think about it from their perspective. Put yourself in their shoes kind of thing, right? Uh, and I would say we, we want to kind of ease them into the 24-7 aspect of Safe Start. Uh, and with that, um, one of the key things I found, and it's actually a part of our, our design of our lesson plan, if you will, is we start off with things that are outside of the workplace. We, we hold off on the job sto stories until after we get past unit one, right? Absolutely. And I, and I think that's a, a, an intentional strategy that bodes mm -hmm. well, because it gets our audiences comfortable with the notion that, you know, things happen outside of the workplace you get comfortable talking about that, and then we can ease into those things that really do happen at the workplace. And I've seen that uh, happen with success many, many times. Um, you know, I, I, I agree. And I, because I remember, you know, I go back, I was a Safe Start customer myself, 2012. Mm -hmm. I sat in the seat uh, when I was still working for the Procter and Gamble company. And, uh, you know, a little shout out here for my friends up there. And, and our, and our football team, the Packers, but the fact <laughs> it is, you know, Hey, we, we, we made it to the, almost made it to the big game, but yeah, uh, but it's more, yeah, more valuable off the job. But if you leave with safe start as the end, as the end all, you're likely going to be dismissed as one of those uh, you know, old fashioned carnival barkers. Yeah. And so we can't, you know, come across that, that we've got the magic potion uh, that'll take care of all your woes, but, but the, the safe start implemented, correctly is is going to go a long way in in uh, helping resolve a lot of uh those things that happen to us you know outside the workplace as well at at work you know i think about our human factors framework and we talk specifically there about 
you know, the organization learning loop and the things that we have there, some of those technical systems, the engineering controls, kind of those traditional hierarchy of controls. Mm. And you can't just rely solely upon that. And you can't just look at it as, okay, this is the solution to everything with Safe Start either. It falls over on those individual, uh, on the individual learning loop or as a part of that individual learning loop. Uh, but the two of those together give us a nice holistic approach uh, to safety. And just thinking about this idea of the, the stories that we share and the stories that we tell within the Safe Start classes itself. Right. Um, I always tell folks during our trainer certifications that a, a good rule of thumb is to, to try to do like, you know, three or four stories to one. That is for every on the job story, you really should be telling, you know, three or four off the job stories. And that really corresponds back to that NSC data that you were mentioning a few minutes ago, where we are four times more likely to get hurt off the job as workers than we are to get hurt on the job. Absolutely. And I, I think, I think that just bodes the, the alignment there around, uh, around the numbers, mm-hmm. you know, the um, you know, when, what you said just kind of reminded me of something I learned years ago about safe start and really when it comes to telling our own safe start stories, that's really the moment that when you start to see the connection between the instructor mm-hmm. and the class and the individuals in that class to each other, when they see, when they hear you telling a personal story, on a bicycle, in a vehicle, with a loved one, right. you start to see the emotional connection that gets made between the trainer and, and the classroom. And I think it's because we all, let, let's not kid ourselves, uh, we're, we're all different, unique people, but we've had a lot of very similar common experiences. So we're, we realize we're in a club of many versus a club of one. Absolutely. And at the very least, at the very least, what we can learn vicariously through others without having to experience the pain and, and the anguish ourselves. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, Jim and I just kind of uh, pulled back the curtain a bit. Jim and I were working together at a client site back a, a few weeks back, and uh, it was really interesting. We often talk about, as, as you just heard him sharing, you know, share stories about things that have happened at home. Share things about uh, the things that have happened with your you and your kids and things of that nature, uh, and just all sorts of stories there. And uh, uh, Jim was in the room. I actually shared uh, a story. It was about an injury that happened to me that obviously could have been much, much worse where I fell in our front yard here at the house. Uh, and uh, I was letting my dogs out to take care of the, the dog things, right, that they have to do. And uh, so the, the, the dogs were out and I thought one of them had gotten hurt. And so I jumped up and a bit too quickly and fell. And it was so funny because as I told that story, there was this one gentleman in, in one of the classes where I shared that story. And uh, I told them, I said, you know, I almost didn't tell this story because, you know, I don't want anybody to, you know, to, you know, I don't want to be up here squalling over a dog potentially getting hurt. And the dog was fine, by the way, he just got trapped (laughs) under something. But uh, anyway, as I, as I told that story, there's this one guy in the room and he was probably the, the, the proverbial meanest, toughest guy in the room kind of deal hadn't responded much. And he looks up just very serious and he's, Oh no, 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 no. The, those puppies that's your babies too just like your real babies are man it was like you could see suddenly just just telling a dog story i connected with this guy it was so funny you know but that's it we've got to make those connections right uh so taking this just a little bit further uh, the stories the stories really are what fuel the safe start engine um I, I get frustrated at times when I hear people say, well, why don't we just cut out the, the quote unquote story time? 
their mm. words, not mm. mine, you know, wow. to save time. And uh, really that time where we share those stories, that, that vicarious learning experience that you talked about, learning through others and their experience so we don't get have to get hurt ourselves, uh, that's so key. And as you said, so many times I've seen the telling of quote-unquote war stories, if you will, uh, that is where that light bulb goes off for so many people, right? You know, absolutely. And, you know, I, I, I have to reflect back as well, Dan, in one of my classes, I was trained the trainer and I think at a group of eight folks in there and uh, or about halfway through the first day, I kind of encouraged them to start jotting down things that came to them that happened outside the workplace mm -hmm. to kind of develop their safe start story library. I remember I had one fella, when I asked him at, at lunch, I said, how's the list coming? He said, I, ha I don't have any, I, I have none, mm -hmm. nothing. I said, wow, really? That's, that's really interesting. And uh, I, I, you know, it, it was, I knew that we had to get other stories in front of him for the light bulb to go on. Right. And I think that I told a story in the second half of the, the, that first day. And when I touched base with him at the end of the day, he said, Hey, I, I, I think I got a list that's getting started. It's what <laughs> does happen, you know, and, yeah, you know, let's, absolutely. let's not kid ourselves. Isn't that the best feeling though, that sure. you, as an instructor, when you see that they get it. Well, Jim, thank you so much for your time today. Uh, we're, we're running out of time here a bit with our podcast, but I want to thank you for sitting down with us and uh, your willingness to share some of your expertise with our listeners. Uh, if somebody wants to contact you directly, uh, let's pass along your email address, if you would, please. Absolutely. Uh, so I'm jim.v, and that's jim.v as in victory, at safe start, that's one word, safestart.com. Uh, and uh, certainly anytime reach out uh, and, and, and let's chat. So sure. uh, Danny, it's been, it's been great. And I always enjoy sitting down with you and the listeners to really talk about uh, safe start and connecting, you know, really safe start with, with existing clients and, and potentially new clients. Jim, thanks so much again for being with us today. And on behalf of them, uh, thanks for, thanks for just that offer to, for you to connect with them, because that is important. I often Absolutely. tell folks, you know, uh, our, our trainer certification classes, our, our public speaking engagements that we do, those are not just one-off things with folks. We want mm -hmm. to build that relationship with, with our folks, uh, be it trainers or people that we're training in classes. And if they ever have a question about the concepts or uh, if a trainer wants to run a story back by us and say, hey, does this really work for unit number three kind of thing? I always encourage them, you know, hey, contact us. That's what we're here for. Uh, we want to hear about some of the successes and frankly, some of the struggles that they're having because we can help Absolutely. coach them through that, right? So uh, thanks for sharing your email there. Uh, and by the way, for everyone, uh, if you would, uh, just remember to continue to share the podcast episode. We'd love for you to share this with someone else. Uh, and if you have a specific topic that you would like for us to cover or perhaps another guest that you would like for us to talk to, uh, just email me, uh, danny at safestart.com. That's D-A-N-N-Y at safestart.com. Uh, we mentioned SafeTrack as well a bit earlier. If you'd like more information about that, you can reach out to your account executive or you can find more information on our website, safestart.com and just uh, Google, uh, Google. Uh, just type SafeTrack into the search engine there on our website. You don't even have to go to Google for it. You can do it right <laughs> on our website. That's anyway, thanks so much for your time today, folks. And Jim, thanks again for joining us. I'm Danny Smith for Safe Talk with Safe Start. And until next time, stay safe, my friends. Mm -hmm.